Well, good morning and welcome to STSA Church Online, where we are in in part three of a series called Disconnected, and we're talking about a subject that is on everyone's mind these days. We're talking about relationships and communication. And what we're doing is a study based on a book by a lady named Kathleen Edelman, who wrote a book called I Said This, You Heard That. And the premise of the, of the book and of the series is this, is that we are all made uniquely. We are wired uniquely by God, not just in how we look on the outside. Obviously, all of us look different and there's, there's infinite diversity in our outward appearance, but also diversity in the way we communicate and on the inside, which means that we don't all hear the same words in the same way. We don't all communicate the same emotions and the same feelings in the same way. And that's what this series is all about. Now, before we get into today's message, I've been getting a lot of questions over the past few weeks since we started this series, and I've been loving them. Several people email me say, you know, what you said is great, Father Anthony, but what would you do in this scenario? Or what does it mean that this, or how would I communicate to my daughter who's a this, or my son who's a that? And I've been loving getting those questions because it's helped me to understand not just what I want to say, but really what, what it is that people need to hear which is kind of the whole point of this series. So if you have a question that you would like me to address, go ahead and send that to me in an email at questions at stsa.church. That's questions at stsa.church. Email me those questions and I will do my best when we wrap up the series next week. I'll do my best to answer those questions to the best of my ability. But that's next week. First, we got an important topic to talk about today. First, let's remind ourselves of our key thought for this series. Our key thought for this series is this, is that even though we're using the same words, we might not be speaking the same language. Certain words may motivate some people, but the same words may overwhelm another person. Certain people hear certain things and they brush it off. Other people hear those same things and they hold on to it for years. That's because we are wired differently. We are wired uniquely. And what we're talking about is our temperament. That's what we're calling that unique wiring in this case. That temperament that all of us have, which affects how we communicate, both how we speak and how we hear others when they speak. And as we've been seeing throughout this series, there are four temperaments that exist in the world. That's not to say there's only four kinds of people in the world. Obviously, there's an infinite amount of diversity in this world. But what that is to say is that there's four basic ways that we as human beings respond. Okay, the, the theory of temperaments goes back to Hippocrates thousands of years ago, and he's the father of medicine. And he basically observed people. And he said, you know what? For the most part, most people tend to respond in certain patterns. Okay, it's unlikely that, that someone would be um, uh, uh, sociable here, but then not sociable here, or impulsive here, or not impulsive here. We tend to have the same characteristics in the way we behave and respond to, to, to life. And he called those temperaments. And temperaments, okay, there's four of them. Again, that's not to say there's only four types of people in the world. There's, there's many people in this world, okay? The diversity in this world could be based on your personality, based on your background, based on your upbringing, based on your birth order, based on your culture. But what it is to say is that you can look at people and for the most part, people generally fall into one of these four categories. And the four categories are this, okay? He gave them four Greek names. We gave them colors um, in this series. And that is the sanguine, the choleric, the phlegmatic, and the melancholic, Okay, and as I said, we gave them colors to make it a little bit easier. Hippocrates looked and said people respond in different ways. And he thought 
that this was actually truly hardwired inside of us and that it was a bodily fluid. That's why these names are Greek names of bodily fluids. And he thought that there was something, a fluid inside of us that made certain people respond certain ways. Now, obviously we know that it isn't a fluid, but what it is, it's a natural predisposition. Certain people, okay, and if you, if you have multiple children, you can see this from the youngest of ages. Certain people just happen to be more cautious than others. It has nothing to do with their upbringing, okay? They just kind of come out the womb that way. Certain ones are more sociable, less sociable, more calm, less calm, more impulsive, less compulsive, less impulsive. Certain people really shy away from stress from an early age, and whereas others seem to engage it, okay, and welcome it, sometimes even create it, okay, from the youngest of ages. That comes down to our temperaments. It's not saying that we can't change it's not saying we can't change the way we behave or respond, but what it is saying is like a car that naturally pulls to one side is we all naturally, we have an innate leaning in one of these four directions. And just as a reminder, okay, we got the yellows and the yellows are all about the language of people and fun. Okay, those are our yellows. We got the reds and they're all about power and control. We got the greens who are all about calm and harmony. And then we got our blues who are about order and perfection. Now, last week, what we looked at is not only how each of the different temperaments speaks a different language, but how each of the different temperaments has different innate needs. And each one of them requires certain things in order to be emotionally healthy. The yellows need attention. It's one of their innate needs. And that's very different than the blues. We saw the blues hate attention. The blues like space and silence. Well, if you talk about space and silence to a yellow, you're talking about a punishment. You're talking about what happens to them when they do something wrong. We talked about reds and reds have this need for a sense of control. And reds need control so much that they're willing to confront someone. If they feel like things are out of control or someone's not pulling their weight, they will confront the person because for them, it's very important that everything is under control. Greens are the exact opposite. Greens need harmony and peace. And greens may in fact instead of confronting the person who is not pulling their weight, what greens will do is they'll help them out. And they'll say, you know what? It's okay because they just want to keep the peace and keep the harmony and keep the, the, the relationship from going into a state of conflict. Each temperament needs different things. And our goal is to figure out what it is that we need as well as the needs of those around us. And hopefully we can meet people where they are at. So that's what we talked about the first two weeks. Our topic for today though, we're gonna answer this question. What happens when those needs go unmet? What happens when the yellows get no attention, no approval, no acceptance? What happens when the reds feel like there's no sense of control? What happens when the greens are in a stressful environment? What happens when the blues are in an unsafe environment? Remember, we are talking about needs, not wants. And if you think about needs, think about food. What happens to you when you're hungry and you don't have that need for food met? Well, I don't know about you, but if you're like me, you're not yourself. Like those Snickers commercial, you know what I mean? Like you're not yourself when you're hungry, whatever it may be. You may be grumpy. You may be impatient. You may be a little angry. You may be a little hangry. Like we had to invent a new word for the English language to express what happens when someone has a need that's not met. I know a wife who solved years of marital problems by simply 
putting a box of snacks in her husband's car. Yes, that's right. What, what happened is when the husband would come home from work, he was always a little tense and he was stressed and he was kind of grumpy. And, you know, does he have an anger problem? Is he, uh, you know, an, uh, does he have uh, issues that needs to be dealt with? He was just hungry when he came home. And she, years of stress and years of conflict were solved by a box of Fig Newtons, okay, placed in the, in the passenger seat of the car. And then when he had her on the way home, he came home a much nicer person. It's not that his nature is angry. It's not that he's a bad person as much as he had a need that went unmet and it caused him to act out and behave in a poor manner. Well, the same is true emotionally. Maybe your wife, maybe she isn't a control freak. Maybe she isn't overbearing. Maybe she's just a red. And maybe she just feels like there needs to be control. And when she feels like things are out of control or you're not pulling your weight, maybe that's why she gets kind of yelly and she gets kind of impatient. But maybe it's not that she's a control freak. Maybe she's just a red with a need for a sense of control. Maybe it's not that your husband doesn't love you. Maybe it's not that he doesn't care about you or that you're not important to him. Maybe he's just a blue. And as a blue, he just needs some space when he comes home from work. And he just needs some time to process his day and some silence to process. And then he's ready to come and express his love and affection and attention for you. Maybe your friend isn't a people pleaser. Maybe they don't have a spiritual problem that needs counseling. Maybe they're just a yellow and they're just people oriented by their nature. That's how God wired them. And maybe your child isn't lazy. Maybe they're just a green and maybe they're a really hard worker but they can't work as hard in the same environment as you. They struggle with the pressure and the stress. That's how God made them. So today, what we're going to talk about, and I'm going to bring a special friend on here with me soon to talk about this as well. We're going to talk about what happens when those needs go unmet. What happens when we are under pressure, we are under stress, and we behave not according to who we truly are. What we're going to see, again, just like we've been seeing the past two weeks, temperaments respond differently. Some ter certain temperaments get very loud. Certain temperaments, silent. Certain temperaments go passive aggressive. Certain other temperaments go aggressive aggressive. Some people escape stress. Some people initiate and create the stress. We all have a natural response system or a natural pattern of behavior that we may not be aware of. And we may be good at justifying it and saying, you know what, that's their fault or that's that person caused it. If you're thinking that, you're probably a red, okay? But it could be anyone, but reds especially, I'm talking to you. But I guarantee you that if you are having an honest conversation with your loved ones who are sitting on the couch next to you right now, and you ask them about what your natural responses are, I guarantee you, they won't be surprised when they hear the stuff that we're going to speak about here today, Okay. So what happens when needs go unmet? One caveat before we, one kind of disclaimer before we get into this topic. What I'm going to talk about today, when needs go unmet and we start behaving badly, the point of this message is not to think about or discuss how we can fix the people around us and their bad behavior. Like the goal isn't to learn like shortcuts in relationships or learn how we can manipulate others to not, you know, yell or to not get hurt or to not need that or whatever it may be. That's not the goal. The goal of this isn't to learn tricks about how to control others. The goal is myself. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter seven. He said, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, 
but do not consider the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We're going to talk about today. Not about my wife, not about my kids, not about my parents, not about my husband, not about my coworker. We're going to talk about myself. Each one of us is going to look at how do I respond poorly when my needs go unmet and what it is that we can do to address that. Okay, we're going to go temperament by temperament. And to help me with this discussion, as we've done the past few weeks, I have a special guest who's going to join me right here. Okay, my lovely wife, Marianne. Thanks for joining us again, Marianne. And Marianne is going to join us um, to kind of share uh, her insight on, on the, the different temperaments. And because Marianne is a green, okay, I said we'll start with the greens <laughs> here today. So let's start by talking about the greens. The greens are the most, like we've been discussing, the most laid back people of all the temperaments, okay? They're easygoing, they're calm, they're patient. Greens are the pillows of society in the sense that they're like absorb shock absorbers. And when, when you come out them hard, they take it easy, okay? And they probably don't make a big fuss about it as much as some of the other temperaments. I don't know, I'm not a medical doctor, but my guess is if you if you looked medically, I bet your greens have the lowest blood pressure. You actually have low blood pressure. I do have low blood pressure, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> my guess is that greens of all the four have the lowest blood pressure of the temperaments. But as we're asking you, Marianne, in a second here, that doesn't mean you don't get stressed out. Right. Is that right? right. So tell us, what is it that, that causes a green like you to get stressed out? So I would say two things. Number one is the obvious one, conflict. Conflict is a huge source of stress. When there's conflict, I feel like I can't function properly. Uh, and then the other one is pressure. So uh, I don't work well under pressure at work. The worst thing you can do is say, say, here's a project, give it to me in two hours. That would actually really stress me out. I like to, you know, pace myself. So mm -hmm. and those, what what kinds of behaviors do you tend to do when you feel that pressure or when you feel that stress or that conflict? So I would say if I'm in a conflict, if I feel like someone is mad at me, with the exception of Abuna, someone else, I avoid. I avoid that relationship. I don't call the person. I just kind of avoid that person because I feel like they're mad at me and I just want to ignore that conflict and um, I don't want to address it. Uh, so that's what I do for conflict. And then for pressure, I just get really, really stressed out. And internally, I'm, I feel like I'm carrying a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say that greens, for the most part, okay, their two reactions when they feel their needs aren't met would be procrastination and avoidance. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. That when you feel the pressure and you feel like, you know, there's too much on my plate that sometimes tend to pull away altogether and same with kind of an avoidance. And you have a story that you wanted to share that, um, that illustrates that a little bit. So um, I try to minimize problems so that in my mind, they're not there. I minimize it. And minimize being... problems is a very green way of looking at it. And when being... one person calls procrastination or avoiding, we say minimize problems right here. Okay, go ahead. And, and being a Christian mm. actually always seems to work to my green <clears throat> benefit. So the story I was going to share is a, a really good friend of mine who's more of a red-yellow was going through really deep, deep, deep problem, like really big problem. And reds, they like action. 
and she was talking to me and she was really upset. And my response was, you don't need to do anything. I'm not doing anything. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to trust God, which she didn't like my response very much um, because I was kind of minimizing the problem. I was saying, it's not a big deal. Don't worry. We're not doing anything. Hmm. Because greens tend to be avoiders. Okay. And, and, you know, I was, I was joking with her earlier and telling her that, you know, I read the story of Adam and Eve. And of course, we're making this stuff up here. But I, I say Adam might have been a green. You say, why? Because Adam, Eve came to him and said, eat this. And Adam knew it's not, shouldn't eat it, shouldn't eat it. But Eve said, eat it, eat it, eat it. Okay, finally, eat it. Just, okay, just leave me alone. I'll eat the thing. Okay. Um, and that's what, what greens sometimes do to avoid the conflict. They tend to correct me if I'm wrong, steer around the problem mm -hmm. as opposed to face it head on. So for greens, for each of the temperaments, okay, we got a, a, a verse uh, just for you. So for greens, I would say James chapter 4, verse 17. To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Okay, and the key there is does not do it. The one who knows what he needs to do or she needs to do, and doesn't take action to him, according to James, that is sin. So if you're a green, I would say what you need to work on is being assertive. Okay. You want to be proactive. You want to push yourself out of your comfort zone to be proactive versus reactive. You want to push yourself towards action, even though your natural inclination will always be in action. And you need to remember greens that seldom do problems ever go away by themselves, okay? As much as we want them to go away, as much as we hope that they'll go away, that problems never go away by themselves. In fact, they get worse usually when we leave them. And because I know how greens think, okay, telling a green the problem may get worse, okay, that may motivate them, but I learned something, okay, and Marianne, you can, you can uh, chime in on this one too if you want, is that when you tell a green, it's not just the problem will get worse, but the frustration and the relationships around you will get worse. That especially like if you got a red or a blue that you're in a relationship with and 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 they see the inaction and they, they see that you're kind of avoiding the problem, they don't see it as laid back, okay, or they, they see it as irresponsible, right? Yes, I, I think this is kind of an area between the two of us. One, one funny thing is we have, um, when we walk in the house, we have our entrance and our foyer where we put, uh, we have the... We call it the shoe machine. <laughs> a shoe the, holder, but we call it the shoe yeah. machine. That's so what anyhow, that's our, <laughs> what we say. So we put it in, we put our shoes in there, but I am really bad about this, you guys. I come home, I have my laptop, my groceries, I have a lot of stuff. I usually just leave them there. And one, and Abuna has repeatedly said, you know, he doesn't like the shoes there. But nicely, repeatedly, nicely. Yeah, very, very, very <laughs> nicely. Very, very nicely. Um, but it, it bothers him. But he, he'll joke about it. He'll say, oh, shoes are there, and he'll turn it into a joke. Uh, and I never really took it seriously. I always just left the shoes there until one day he came downstairs and he said, I am really stressed out. It's not just me. The kids also <laughs> leave shoes there. We got he more says. shoes than people in the house. <laughs> yeah. So we got, we got four people, but we somehow have seven or eight <laughs> pairs of shoes down there. Okay, So, it's, so yeah. he said, this is really stressing me out. He said, this is actually making me anxious, just the, the fact that the shoes are not in their place. Since that day, I never leave my shoes there and I try and get the kids to never leave their shoes there because all of a sudden it's now not about the task, which I see is not a big deal, but it's about the relationship. It's about the person and I don't want to cause stress to someone I care about. 
So that is a good way of motivating us greens, is if you turn it into um, uh, uh, the task into something more relationship focused, mm -hmm. I feel like that really does motivate us. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing, Marianne. All right. All right, let's go to our friends, the blues, the melancholics. The blues, when their needs aren't met, you got two things that you got to be careful of, being critical and deeply sensitive. Okay. Now, when I put these two words up here, okay, even when Marianne was helping me, the word deeply sensitive, we played around with that word for quite a bit. And we were saying overly sensitive or easily uh, upset, whatever it was. We didn't know how to word it because that kind of illustrates the point that blues, they feel very deeply. Okay. And blues, when their needs aren't met, when blues are healthy, blues are the most considerate. They are the most compassionate. They love in all the small ways and do all the small things more than anyone else. But the problem is that's a double-edged sword. I mentioned it last week that because they notice all these little things, they also notice the little things that you didn't do or that you didn't say to them that they would have done for you. If greens are the low blood pressure of the group, I would say blues, probably the ones who have the most heart attacks. Okay. I'm just, I'm just making that up. I'm just guessing. I have no medical background here, but my point is they carry a lot. So if you are, are married to a blue or you are good friends with a blue, you have a little bit of an extra burden on your plate because they are perfectionist and because they are detail oriented, they are very sensitive and they feel very deeply and, and, and lesser things that wouldn't hurt others may hurt them at a much deeper level. And just so you see, okay, blues, I'm not just throwing you out there and I'm, I'm not trying to offend the blues. I got a lot of blue in me. And this sensitivity thing, believe it or not, okay, isn't just for, for, the, the, for, for everyone else out there, but I struggle with it too. Right, Marianne? Yeah, I mean, I remember one time, uh, probably a while ago, but you asked me to do something and I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, no, you know, I'm in the middle of things. And I said no to you. And Abuna never asks for anything. So it actually was a pretty big deal that I did say no. Uh, and then I realized it. I said, no, no, never mind. Let me, let me do this for you. And it was too late at that point. I, I had really hurt him. He said, no, I got it. And, and he kind of pulled away a little bit. And I think that's something that I'm, cognizant of now being married to a, a, a pretty high blue uh, abuna is I um, try to notice if he's withdrawing a little bit I kind of retrace my steps and see if I've done anything that could have potentially um, hurt him mm -hmm. because the way blues think okay blues think to themselves if I this person were to say this to me I would do this <laughs> but then the problem is not everyone thinks the way that a blue thinks and it's not fair to hold others to your language criteria. So that's why for blues, your verse is Proverbs 19, verse 11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. In other words, blues, we got to give people grace and room to be themselves. We can't hold them to our standards. We, again, we notice things and we see things and we think to ourselves, I would never do that to someone else, but that's not how everyone else thinks. So we need to give them space to speak in their language and not assume their intention of their heart when they say things that don't fit into our category. The other thing that I'll say, and I'm, and I'm gonna re regret this as soon as, as soon as I say this, is we need to realize blues that not everything, okay? <laughs> 
not everything is the end of the world. And I'm saying this to myself and I, I know I'm going to regret this, but you know what? If you're a blue and you got kids who are kind of messy, it's not the end of the world. And I know I'm going to regret this as soon as I go upstairs to see my kids' room. It's not the end of the world. They're good kids. They do everything good. Their room is a little messy. They're not neat like you. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Not the end of the world if you're a little bit late to an event. Okay, I know it seems like the end of the world and how we got to be on time. I just, believe me, me, it's not the end of the world. You'll survive no matter how many times your wife runs the car into the garage. Okay, like no matter how many times, like that's what insurance is for, right? Like that, so like blues, we need to take a little bit, we need to chill out a little bit and relax. What I always say to blues is not everything has to fit neatly into a box. It's okay, watch this blues. It's okay to sometimes color outside of the lines. If you as a blue can get this and can appreciate the fact that not everyone colors in the lines, not everything fits in the box, I promise you, you're gonna be more successful in life. You will be happier in life, okay, when you are able to accept that, okay? So those are our friends, the blues. Let's go to the yellows. The yellows, when their needs are not meant, met. Impulsive <laughs> and speak without thinking. Okay, they speak without thinking. I don't mean any of these in a negative way. I'm being honest and, you know, the yellows are probably speaking right now without thinking, but just stick with me here, yellows. Yellows are naturally cheerful. They're bubbly, they're energetic, they're sociable, they're outgoing. Yellows can go up to anyone, a complete stranger, and strike up a conversation. It is very rare that you are in a conversation with a yellow and you have awkward silence. Yellows can fill any silence. But the negative of that is yellows struggle when there has to be silence. And you know what? At times, there has to be silence. If you're a yellow and you're married to a blue, there's going to be times where that blue needs some space to process. And you have to somehow endure the silence. You have to somehow endure that, that little bit of space. And, and oftentimes, yellows struggle with it. That's why I said impulsive is they'll kind of speak and they'll kind of speak without thinking. And, and Lizzie actually shared this last week is that for a yellow, they will create a conflict because having a conflict is better than being ignored. I know a wife who, who told me that she used to do that in the beginning of their marriage is that, you know, when there would be like a, a tension between her and her husband, she and he would need some time, just need some time to think about it. She did not want time. And she would follow him to the next room and then he would move to the, and she would follow him to the next room. And yellows don't like, yellows want to talk about it now and yellows need to talk about it now. And what they re, even they often realize is there's only making it worse. Like sometimes the talking is not making it better, but they can't take the silence. Okay. And that's why they feel a need to talk. Now, Ma Marianne is a green. Okay. And I'm a red, but our daughter, Lizzie has a lot of yellow in her. She's 60% red and 40% yellow. So Marianne, you got a story to share about Lizzie and her yellowness when, when it comes to this? So I'll have to tell you guys, Lizzie and I's relationship has improved dramatically during quarantine because we're not driving to church together every Sunday. <laughs> so uh, Sundays usually We're are... not the only family whose relationship <laughs> has gotten better now they don't have to drive to church on Sunday, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So Lizzie um, and I tend to fight about the timing of church and I'm trying to like rush her. Uh, and so every Sunday I will get angry and uh, kind of yell and she will defend herself and it leads to this big fight and we're driving in the car and I'm wanting to go to church. I want it peaceful, especially being a green. So I will say enough. We're not talking about this anymore. Enough. 
And she has a way. <laughs> She'll keep at it, keep at it the whole entire car ride to church. So um, till finally I, I pretty much yell and say, stop it. We're not talking about this anymore. But for her, that, that doesn't bother her. Like she enjoys the back and the forth. And usually when I come home from church, you know, I'll, I'll, Lizzie will tell her version of the story and it'll be quite different than, than Mary Ann's <laughs> version of the story. But yellows, okay, so yellows, I got a verse for you from Proverbs 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And we don't want to be like that fool. The goal isn't just to keep talking, talking, talking and expressing my opinion. The goal is to understand and understand that sometimes... As Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything under heaven. Time to be born, a time to die. Okay, a time to laugh, a time to mourn. A time to speak and a time to be silent. And yellows need to learn that, listen carefully, you yellows, you will accomplish a lot more in your silence than you will in the continued talking. Okay, Lizzie would accomplish a lot more. The relationship would go a lot further if she could learn to be silent in those times, all yellows, not just Lizzie, obviously, versus in the speaking about it. And if you say, but I'm, I, I need to talk, I need to talk about it, I'm going to explode. Then I tell you, lift your heart up and talk to God. We call Jesus Christ the word. So clearly he's, he likes words, so talk to him about it. Okay, but uh, learn when you need to be silent when it comes to conflict. All right, let's wrap up here with our reds. Our reds are impatient and inflexible. They're impatient and inflexible. Now, I'm a red, and I'm a pretty strong red. And I can say, okay, I'm sorry, like last week, reds, I was doing my best to, to, to defend the honor of the reds, but I got to speak the truth. No one creates more pressure and more stress than reds. Reds probably, okay, again, if put it in medical terms, reds probably get more ulcers than anyone else, and they probably give more ulcers than anyone else as well, because what reds are is reds are doers. Reds like to accomplish stuff, and reds typically overestimate their capacity to get stuff done. Rarely does a red ever think anything is beyond his capability. Reds succeed not just because they're talented, but because they're determined and they're persistent. And if you got a red in your life, you want them on your side. Okay, reds are, are, are great people to have in your inner circle because they get stuff done. But all those strengths come at a cost. And the cost is that reds have a high need for things to be in order and under control, and they struggle to accept it when they're not. So like Marianne shared earlier, when the house is messy, I can't relax. No matter how tired, I can't relax. If a child, you're red and you have a parent and that child is not responsive to you, okay, instead of thinking, okay, how can I get them to respond? What we usually do is we get louder and we use our tone and our volume, okay, and we get impatient. If a red feels threatened or feels attack, they'll bite you back, okay? They would be the sharpest of all the different temperaments. And as I put there on the screen, is they're inflexible. Now, reds don't consider themselves inflexible. We consider ourselves right. <laughs> okay. So, but what I'm saying is what we call right and wrong, other people may not see it necessarily the same way. We tend to see we're determined and we think our way is of doing it is right. And we tend to be bossy, argumentative, and somewhat condescending 
when people don't see it the same way we do. So for Reds, our verse is James 1, 19 through 20. And it says, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of God does not produce the righteousness, I'm sorry, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, you know, there's many verses in scripture that talk about being swift to hear and, 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 and listening before speaking. But I wanted this verse because it speaks to the heart of a red. Because it doesn't just say, listen, don't get angry. It's the nice thing to do. It says practical. It's the most efficient way to get through life. It's the most effective way. The wrath of man leads to bad results, red. And us getting bossy, us getting impatient, us kind of digging in doesn't ever get us to where we want to get to. If our goal in life is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves, and be successful in relationships, the inflexibility and the impatience is directly taking us in the opposite direction. So for us Reds, we need to pause. We need to slow down. We need to think to ourselves, and this is so hard, but as a Red, I'm telling you, we got to do this. When we find ourselves getting angry at a situation, we need to ask ourselves, does the situation merit this kind of anger? Is it because that is such a great crime? Okay, the shoes out or the messy room or the late five minutes. Is it because that is such a big deal or is it because of me? Like, is, is what the person is doing a level two, but my reaction is a level eight? Okay, the two deserves a two, but if my reaction's an eight, reds, then that's, that, that's, that's in me, that's not on them. And with each of these temperaments, as you've seen, okay, Marianne joins and she tells us a story about, you know, something in our family. But because I'm the red here and because Marianne is the green and because greens don't like to hurt people's feelings, she wouldn't, um, she probably wouldn't tell a good story right here when it comes to me. We're going to watch a little video clip right now about the damage that can be done, not just for reds, but I think reds would probably um, appreciate or, or, or relate to this video the most, the damage that can be done if we don't control our bad habits when our needs aren't met. Ben, you forgot to bring the trash can up again. Oh, sorry, I was just I don't see why it's so hard for you to remember. You have to bring it up every single Tuesday. What, did you walk right past it? Come on, you don't even have that many. What is this? I was just uh, drawing something. Well, clean it up. I will. No, don't just say you're gonna clean it up. Do it. Just, let me just finish. Let me just get it. Wait, that's my car. You can draw when you're finished with your chores. Right now it's not time to play, it's time to work. Do what I asked you to do first. Oh, come on. Listen, there's no need to cry. Right? There's just a right way to do things. Now, do you want to do things your way or do you want to do things the right way? right way, I guess. Alright. Get this cleaned up. Now! Hey, are you all done? What's wrong? Did he show you the comic book he was making you for your birthday? I think it was supposed to be a surprise. Well, he knows he's supposed to do his chores first. much work to do right now, bud. I uh, just really don't have time to play chess, okay? We'll only take five minutes. Come on. 
I know chess. A good game can go on for hours. No, no it's not chess. I completely, completely made up my own rules. Come on. Well, why would you want to make up your own rules? I mean, chess is a great game. Look, uh, the instructions are right here. Just, just look at that. No, but Dad, I'm, I made up the entire game from scratch. Just let me show you how to play, okay? Look, chess has been around for a thousand years, okay? Now there's a strategy and order. Changing the rules defeats the whole purpose of the game. Look, I'll show you how to play really quickly, but then I have to work, okay? All right, first of all, Wait, what are, you, what are you doing with those? No, don't throw them away. It's just a bunch of paper, bud. You need to learn how to play the real game. Oh, and those? Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, these aren't set up right. And I worked on those. And that was so hard. Look, this is a rook, okay? It moves forward or backward. Never diagonal. Are you listening? Uh, this this isn't. This isn't very fun. Well, we haven't even started yet. I know it's just that regular chess. It, it, it's so boring, and I liked my way better. Okay. Well, you can't just make up your own rules. I mean, there's just a right way to do things in a right order. Now, do you want to do things your way or the right way? Right way, I guess. My way seems to be right to me. All right, now this is called a knight. Okay, now we gotta grab your stuff. We don't want to be late. What? You're leaving already? Yeah, we've got. I've got to go to summer camp. We've got an hour's drive ahead of us. <sighs> How many times did you play his game? Isn't it so much fun? He's been working all day on it. Okay, say goodbye. Bye, bud. That's a powerful video. And again, like I said earlier, that's not just a powerful video for reds. That's really for all temperaments. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 tells us this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Look, life, when you boil it down, comes down to relationships. It's about a relationship with God and a relationship with one another. If we fail in relationships, we fail at life. It's not enough. It's not enough for us to say, this is how I am. This is how I communicate. I'm a blue. I'm a yellow. I'm a red. I'm a green. They, you know, they just have to accept me the way I am. This is just how I am. That's not good enough. We got to be better. We have to be willing to step outside of our comfort zone, regardless of what our weakness may be. And we have to do it for the sake of the people who are around us, our loved ones, our wives, our husbands, our children, our parents, our brothers, and our sisters. It might not be easy. But the question that I want you to ask yourself as I challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone, is it worth it? Is it worth it to, pra is it worth it to practice communicating in a manner that can be understood by others? Maybe a better question. Not is it worth it, but are they worth it? Is he worth it? Is she worth it? And I think the answer becomes clear at that point. In the description of this video below, you'll find a PDF, a strength training guide. And in that PDF, there's exercises broken down by temperaments that the, the blues can exercise, the greens, the yellows, and the reds. 
And I want everyone to commit to doing these exercises this week. Okay, there's a long list of them and I want you to commit to doing two or three of them. And I want you to commit in front of the people who are sitting around you right now with your families or your friends that are gathered together. And I want you to invest in, in, in your relational capacity and ability now while there's momentum and now while the time is right. Don't put this off. Okay, a lot of times we come to church, we hear a good message, we're like, yeah, I'll deal with it later. But I am urging you, do not put this off because now is the time that you have in front of you. Who knows when the next opportunity will be that you have right now? Like parents, you're sitting there with your kids and who knows when the next time will be that you'll have an opportunity where everyone is home together and yeah, it's brought on a lot of stress, but hopefully it's also provided an opportunity. I got news for you. As the world is opening up, soccer practices are going to come back. Science projects, okay, math homework, like all those things are going to come back. Late nights at the office, those things are going to come back in one way or another. But now we have the time. So let us not put off till tomorrow what is right in front of us right now. Young people, your parents are driving you crazy right now. And they are, especially if you're locked up with them right now, they're driving you crazy. But now is the time that they're there. You don't know how much longer they're going to be around. You don't know how much longer you're going to be in the same house, how much longer you'll be in the same city, how much longer you'll be on the same earth. Now is the time. Here and now is the time to invest in those relationships. If it's a brother, a sister, a friend, a cousin, whatever it may be, now is the time to invest in those relationships because you do not know when the chance will come again. Last thought, I'll leave you with this. It's not enough to just worry about what I'm saying. I need to understand what others are hearing. It's not enough to just worry about what I am saying. I need to understand what others are hearing. Next week, as I said, we're going to wrap this series up. I'm going to take your questions. Okay, you can submit those questions to questions at stsa.church, as I said, and we're going to tie it all together. We're going to talk about the different combinations and what the strengths and the weaknesses and what all that looks like. We'll get to that next week. But I would encourage you, please don't let this week go by without taking a step. Don't let this week go by without saying, you know what, let's put it all together. We've been talking about this for three weeks now. We need to go outside of our comfort zone. We need to take a step. It's gone from just ha ha ha. That's kind of who I am. That's how God made me to, you know what? This is what love requires me to do, to go outside of my comfort zone, to take a step, to practice speaking in a way that others can hear, meeting those needs, going against my innate nature, all for the sake of those around me who I say that I love. Because in the end, not enough to just worry about what I'm saying. I need to start understanding what others are hearing. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that, that you speak to us in a language that we can understand and you didn't make us bend to you. You didn't make us come up to you, Lord, but you came down to us out of your comfort zone and spoke in a language that we could understand. We thank you for that, Lord. And the only reason that we have our relationship with you today is because of that. I pray, Lord, that you would make us to do the same with those around us, that you give us the humility and the courage and the strength to go outside of our comfort zone and to speak in a manner that others can understand and others can feel appreciated and others can feel loved. We pray, Lord, for every relationship out there that may be struggling or maybe that, you know what, it, it just it's broken and it's not working. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your healing touch would come 
and that you'd help us to look in the mirror and do the things that we need to do so when in the end, at least we can say, Lord, that we did our part and we did the best that we could. We pray this in the name of your Son, with the intercessions and the prayers of all your saints. Hear us as we pray thankfully, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here together uh, today at STSA. I'm going to leave some questions up here on the screen, and I really encourage you all right, to, to take some time and discuss this with your family and your loved ones. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer next week, send it to questions at stsa.church. Have a great week, everyone.